All right, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Macbeth, Act 5. Uh, I'm Colin Kelly, and end. with me tonight... <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm Colin Kelly, and with me tonight is Catherine Pride. Yes, yes, sorry I was Yay. unavailable last time, guys. I was, uh, I was celebrating my birthday, very drunkenly. <laughs> Congratulations, you managed to live another year. <laughs> yes. Um, I should mention um, right now, here we have Justin Young um, as the doctor and Jill Winsell as the gentlewoman. So. Lovely. I don't know why, but Macbeth, William Shakespeare, for some reason, this act has a lot of new characters just introduced. Final act. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, if I was more awake, I'm sure I could sit and do more analysis on this, but I'm not, um, because it's kind of the, a long day. But um, it's and it's not just it's not just Macbeth. A lot of his tragedies, the final act tends to have a lot of characters that are new because they also tend to function as a Deus ex machina. Um, they kind of it's like it's like an Agatha Christie mystery. And I don't know if you've ever really read any Miss Marple or Poirot, but the the thing about Agatha Christie's mysteries is typically you would be trying to figure it out and you couldn't figure it out until a character would show up at the very end of the book, give you one key bit of information that you didn't, you couldn't possibly have guessed. And then suddenly Miss Marple or Poirot can solve the mystery. Ta-da! So... Kind of a, it's you see it a lot in in different mediums, but um, uh, I mean it's the same thing about um, in uh, Shakespeare's A Comedy of Errors, you realize that the two sets of twins were separated at birth, but you but the way that the characters find out that's who they are is by the mother of the two two royal twins showing up, and she's the mother she's the nun, the mother superior. At the convent, you've never met her before Act Five. She literally only shows up at Act Five. Go to. You have known what you should not. She has spoken what she should not. I'm sure of that. Heaven knows what she has known. Oh, I should. I should really give props to Mindy Raskinen for her Lady Macbeth. She's very good at at going crazy. <laughs> it's such a weird thing to say, but it's true, Mindy. Hey, it's okay, Mindy. Us crazy people are awesome. Pretty much. Pray God it be, sir. This disease is beyond my practice. Which, of course, in this case, you know, the doctor in this scene and the gentlewoman are just there to kind of set up that between Act Four and Five, Lady Macbeth has kind of gone right off the deep end. So far off the pool that everyone's gone. But I like those. It harkens back a lot to. Uh, uh, act two, especially with the dialogue choices and the references to what she's saying. So. Mm-hmm. Will she be now to bed? Directly. Foul whisperings are abroad. Unnatural deeds do breed That's one of my favorite lines, by the way. The unnatural deeds uh, bring unnatural troubles. I love that line. More needs she the divine than a physician. God. God forgive us all. <laughs> Look after her. Remove from her the means of all annoyance, and still keep eyes upon her. 
trying to remember what music I used in here. It's a Kevin McLeod, and I use a lot of the my same music in the entirety of Macbeth. So I know I've used these most of these pieces before in the previous acts to try to give a continuity mm-hmm. of soundscape. And that's just something I've been doing for plays. Right. Hi, Pixie. All right. Sorry. Sorry, guys. My commentary just got interrupted because my cat decided she needed loves right now. Hey, I know that voice. Hero's journey. I've got to say, this is the best part. I think these little small snippets. If I was if I was directing this in uh, in a TV you know or film, I would totally be doing a 360 spin around these four characters as they're talking. But uh, we've got Anna Rodriguez as uh, Minteeth, Jack Kalk as Angus again, <laughs> um, Lynn Cullen as uh, Caithness, and the, Chris Hackney as Lennox. So. How does he feel his title hang loose about him like a giant's robe upon a dwarfish thief? Who then shall blame his pestered senses to recoil and start? Did I mention I love this, love this theme just because it's like, oh, we're so epic badass heroes. I find it hysterical that you're using this theme when I used it for a character Anna plays in Avalon, and it's her character's theme. <laughs> really? <laughs> Apparently, this piece of music follows Anna wherever she goes now. <laughs> I, 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 that's, you know what, probably, that's probably what it is. Uh, devastation and revenge. Let them fly mm, yep. Till that's a good piece. Dunsany, I cannot yeah. taint with fear. What's the boy, Malcolm? Ladies and gentlemen, Pete Myland. The yes. <laughs> Needs no further commentary. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Pete Myland presented without further commentary. <laughs> Just unadulterated Pete. The mind I sway by and the heart I bear. Just a lot of what. Um, a lot of Pat Pete's delivery is just so amazing. And I love how he's playing off of Dave Morgan right here, because Dave Morgan's all the messengers. <laughs> it works! You know, it's really interesting, because... You know, we're directing much reduced about nothing right now, mm-hmm. which has Dave Morgan as Don Pedro and um, Jason Wallace, you're going to hear in a moment, as Satan, as Leonardo, and they sound just completely different characters from what you're hearing in this scene. Actually, Pete, too. He's Baraccio, so. And that which should accompany old age is honor, love, obedience. I am quite excited for the... Uh... For the next play as well. Like, it's nice when you hit the end of one of these, because you're like, hey! New thing. Next thing. Awesome. What is that? I think I made a tweet. Hey, yo, Cast Macbeth, you're awesome, and I'm happy for you. But the cast of Much Ado about nothing are also amazing. And I'm sure the cast with L will be almost just as, if not more. Give me my is not needed yet. I'll put it on. Send out more horses. 
scare the country round. Hang those that talk of fear. I'm doing that thing where I just listen to Pete talk again. <laughs> How does your patient, Doctor? I Not do that a lot, okay? <laughs> I just get a little distracted. Because it's Pete. It's all Pete's fault. It's all Pete's fault. I do, it's all right. I, you know, he's playing a role in Avalon for season four, and so I will mix whole scenes with him in it, and then look at Chris and be like, I don't know what I just mixed. All I know is it was Pete. <laughs> uh, I really need to check out. I know Pete does audiobooks. Yes, he does. And I'm just wondering, you know, you just need to sit there and listen to Pete talking. I think it, it might. He might be one of those actors where you could hand him a phone book and he'd be fine. Oh, he is. No, really. Like literally, you could hand him the phone book and you'd be like, "I could listen to this all day. That's cool." Cast the water land. Find her disease and purging the sound and twisting her. I would have wanted to hear And you know, again, we've talked about it before, but that's the trick with with audio versions of Shakespeare. You need people who sound engaging. Because the dialogue can be very dry. Because even with, I mean, even with staged productions of Shakespeare, pe- actors go through such hurdles to make every second count. Because you'll get these monologues that are like 70 lines long, and you're like, son of a bitch. And you have to figure out a way to make it engaging. Which one of my absolute favorite monologues that does that that, that I think of when I think of uh, making a monologue engaging uh, in Comedy of Errors? There's a a scene where one of the servant twins talks about how his he he talks about meeting his twin's wife. Now in the play, the tw- the wife is always played by a, a dumpy looking man because she's meant to be a harping, you know, you know, very shrill kind of cuckolded wife, and. Uh, and uh, it, the best thing about that is is when he's describing to his to his 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 you know best friend <laughs> who this woman is and how he met her. He's got this long long speech where he proceeds to describe her features and it keeps sounding like it's going to be a good thing. And then he talks about how it's gross, like you know. Let me see if I can find it while we're sitting here talking, because there's one in, it's just so funny. I think I know which, uh, which, which comedy Kat's pushing for us to do next. I'm not necessarily <laughs> pushing for it, I just happen to love it. I truly, truly Hang love it. Our banners on the outward walls. The cry is still very calm. I think this, this, this piece is called Longing and Concern. I mean, we kind of talked over it, but, uh... Earlier we had Seth Adam Schur as Seward, uh, Chris Burton as Malcolm, and last but not least, David Alt as Macduff. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, you, you will not believe the number of takes I have of Mindy Rass screaming at me. Oh, lots like, of them, I'm sure. Uh, I, to be honest, I had every single kind of scream under the sun. I was like, I don't know what to do with these. <laughs> I, I, I could use this one or this one or this one. It was like a kid in a candy store, you know? She should have died hereafter. There would have been a time for such a word. This is my favorite monologue, I think, in all of Shakespeare. 
Um, maybe though, because I've had it memorized since I was 14. So, um, I love the way that Pete just takes it. And I just may have set aside the music just to shrine it a little. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I... No, you're fine. You are allowed to gush all you like, sir. Yeah, Pete, your director is totally fangirling all over your monologue right now. Fangirling, not fanboying, folks. Fangirling. You know what? If it weren't such a long day, I probably would have squeed a couple times. I should report that which I say. It's it's sorry. It's been a long day. I'm not at my best. Sorry, folks. As I did stand my watch upon the hill, I looked toward Verna, and anon methought. The wood began to move. Again, I'm doing that thing where I'm just listening. I do that every time. I get so wrapped up in the dialogue, and I just love to hear it, so I just totally forget to talk. I also have very little to say, though. I have very little to say, though, because this is the final act. I just love the bit of raspy edge he's got brought into Macbeth, though, let's be honest. Fear not till Burnham Wood do come to Dunsinane, and now a wood comes to our Dunsinane. That was a squeed. You just squeed. That's hysterical. I, I, and I think out of this entire act, this is probably my favorite scene, probably the entire play, maybe, just for how well yeah. it came out. So. Now, Marina, your leafy screen throw down and show like those you are. You, worthy uncle, shall with my cousin, your right noble son, lead on. Yeah. Worthy Macduff, shall take upon Time the dirt. According to our order. Fare you well. Do we but find the tyrant's power tonight? Make all our trumpets speak. Give very all serious stuff going on here, folks. Very serious. Of blood and <laughs> Super serious, in fact. Incredibly serious. You can tell, because David's using a serious voice. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I fly, but <laughs> to be fair, though, I could also listen to David and Chris Britton read the phone book. Born of woman. Such a Possibly together. To that would be fun. Uh, what is thy name? And well, Paul Brueggemann, who's Benedict next act. Woohoo! That'll be fun. Macbeth. That's <laughs> what it's The devil himself could not pronounce a title more hateful to mine ear. No, nor more fearful. Thou liest, abhorred tyrant. With my sword, I'll prove the yeah. lie thou speakest. I don't know why, but for some reason, when I picture Paul's, um, like a Peter Pan, almost that like a ha. Errol, you mean like Errol Flynn, Robin Hood, not Errol necessarily Flynn. Peter Pan? Yeah. It's one of those days, folks. So. Uh, Stoneworld Battle. My unofficial uh, Macbeth theme, I think. Yes. I cannot strike at wretched Kearns, whose arms are hired to And again, I'm just going to sit here and listen to David for a little while. Guys can, um... <laughs> you just talk amongst yourselves. <sighs> I'm allowed to do that, though. I, I'm allowed to fangirl over him. 
I have him for- I have him as Exodus, okay? I'm allowed fangirl over that man. I put him through the friggin' ringer. They almost did self professors yours. And little is to do. We have met with foes that strike beside us. Enter, sir. The castle. Why should I play the Roman fool and what, die What's interesting here is a lot of, obviously for stage, what they have is, uh, you know, multiple scenes them. happening in one moment. Right. So I've been trying to convey the aspect of switching perspectives, but still being in the same scene. So, too much gotcha. Hopefully that works. I have no words. My voice yeah, it's very rough because asides are such a, you know... It's such a weird thing because even on stage that's a logistical issue, but it's easier because you can block it. When you're when you don't have blocking, you're kind of like, oh well, damn, <laughs> I gotta make this work somehow. Easy, mayst thou the entrenched ear with thy keen sword and press, as make me bleed. Let fall thy blade on. I hope it comes across well, audio. I bear a charm. But it does. It's it's working. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I want, but right now, um, Macduff is talking from the ground. And let the angel who so, I, I tried to have that. Was from his mother's womb untimely ripped. Well, they and certainly, they, they, they don't, they don't feel like they're on the same level. They do feel like they're on two different levels, so that's working. And be these juggling fiends Yay. more believed than palter with us in a double sense. Panning, it's but your best friend. Promise to our ear and break it to our hope. See. I'll not fight with thee. See, Mui Mui. And live to be the show and gaze of the time. We'll have thee. As our rarer monsters are painted on a pole. I could listen to you say anything, David. And I'm listening to David and Pete say things together. <laughs> it's a good day. The Burnham would become to Tansanine. The woman born. Yet I will try the last. Before my body, I throw my warlike shield. He went very Braveheart at the end there. I throw my warlike shield. This is very freedom. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. It's just his accent. He, it really, the brogue really came out there. The friends we miss. I, I thought it was just because Pete gives multiple takes. That was just so the epic forced and thrust of how he's talking comes out. Your son, my lord, has paid a soldier's debt. And Karen Kaylor is Ross. Which no sooner had his prowess confirmed in the unshrinking station where he fought. Oh yeah, like a man he died. Then he is dead. Aye, and brought off. No, I feel sorry for Ross at this point. Was it Seth Ledger? For then it hath no end. Yeah, that's Seth. Oh, Seth goodness. is Seaward. I didn't even. Oh, I'm not paying attention. <laughs> God's soldier be he. I was like, I know that voice anywhere. Wait, I what? <laughs> sons as I have hairs, I would not wish them to a fairer death. And so is Nell. Is Nell is old. I. I'm sorry for that, Seth. I, I apologize on the behalf of Shakespeare. And paid his score. <laughs> So Shakespeare is unapologetic. Here comes newer comfort. Hail, King, for so thou art. Behold, where stands the usurper's cursed head. The time is free. I see thee compassed with thy kingdom's pearl, and speak my salutation in their minds. Whose I have to say, this is this is 
very engaging considering I've actually seen this play in possibly one of the most intimate settings you could because I saw it at the New York Renaissance Fair and it's the stage that we were that it, that it, it takes place on is is completely outdoors and multi multi-leveled with 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 you know, doors of plenty, windows of plenty, lots of props, lots of interesting blocking, and and this is this is just as exciting. It's very awesome. <laughs> Great job, cast. And I brought back the Excalibur theme, apparently. Yes. So. <laughs> That's okay. I don't need it anymore, so we're good. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's my, you know, coronation theme, so... Yes. I thought I'd bring it back. Uh, and we made it! Yay! The Pendant Shakespeare. Wow, it's, we the finally... We're done with Macbeth, folks. Macbeth. Yeah, you guys Holy made it crap. to the end! Woot woot! Alright, spoiler, by the way, next month we'll be coming back with the sonnets, um, which has some familiar voices, I hope you'll enjoy it, as well as we have the entirety of Macbeth mixed down into one file so you guys can listen to it. Um, I hope you guys enjoy that. Oh yeah. I will be. I know I will. Because I love being able to just listen to the whole thing all the way through. So. Awesome. 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 Congratulations to the whole cast. You guys were amazing. You took an incredibly difficult piece of work and you uh, made it sound effortless. Um, so congrats and thank you on behalf of me, the dramaturge. Shakespeare theme by <laughs> no, allow me to thank the dramaturge for making, helping me do this because I this would suck without Cat. <laughs> well, thank you, Colin, and thank you, Colin, for directing because you're awesome and for taking care of all the admin stuff, obviously. So anyway, so that's it for us. Show's over. You guys gotta go home, and uh, I guess we'll talk to you soon. All right, see you in two months, folks. Yep. Ta-da!